Welcome to the Sex Magic Podcast, where we explore the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between, led by a coven of curious modern witches. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Instagram is Sex Magic Podcast, our website is sexmagicpodcast.com, and if you want to send us an email, sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to the sixth season of the Sex Magic Podcast. Woo! <laughs> I'm hoping like everyone listening just did a woo. Um, that was definitely my intention is to have a communal woo. <laughs> if you didn't, go back, start it over, get ready to woo with us. <laughs> get with the program, please. Get with the woo program. Oh, get with the woo-woo program. Ooh. Oh, it works. <laughs> that was such a dad joke. <laughs> Um, so we are back for our sixth season. Um, and I'm just so, so happy to be here with my beautiful friends and co-hosts. Welcome back, witches. So, I mean, wow. The last time we shared an episode was earlier this year. Um, it was still 2021 and, uh, gosh, I feel like we have all changed and grown, evolved, so much. moved even, moved, relocated, <laughs> gone to other sides of the world. Yeah. When we last recorded, I was living in Los Angeles with my partner and now I still live with my partner and my mother and we live in Australia. Yeah, you made the trek back home. It was hard as hell. We got here and it was so worth it and it's so wonderful. And we live on a farm. We have chickens and there's sheepies all around us and lots of Australian birds flying over every day. And it's just awesome. Horses. And very yes. large, very large spiders. From very large spiders <laughs> that I really wish wouldn't be in my car while I was driving, but we oh got through God. it. <laughs> that was yeah. not the kind of stowaway you want when you're on the freeway but whatever <laughs> I drove the whole way like hunch and like I've never been so attentive as a driver or like being exactly on the speed limit I was like not a kilometer lower I was like let's get home oh my gosh <laughs> felt like I could just feel it crawling closer to me but I was very bright spider stowaway <laughs> oh my god not cute not a cute vibe yeah, we haven't connected since you've made the move back home. It's amazing. I'm so excited and honestly just like so happy for you for this next phase of of your your beautiful story. Thank you. And if if our listeners hear a bit of Australian birds in the background, that's me. Mm. I feel very blessed. I was able to inherit some Bella things. Mm. So my home is like decorated in a little bit of a different way we have uh, a horse jawbone and lots of <laughs> seashells <laughs> oh the biggest seashells too like this they're, they're massive <laughs> what about you two what has changed since our last episode Hmm. What has changed I've been I've just been busy um writing my second book Ooh, which won't be no. out <laughs> which won't be out until winter 2022 so a while but I've just been kind of yeah working on that the past few months I turned in the final manuscript um 
early in early September. So I've just kind of been enjoying a little bit of a break, you know, and seeing friends that I haven't seen in a while, like Tosca, Leah. <laughs> I hadn't seen you in so many months. And we went to the um, Long Beach Aquarium together oh, the other day, which is so fun. It's a very wholesome date. <laughs> it was a very wholesome date, which is our tradition. We go on wholesome dates. And I had so much fun at the aquarium. It left me feeling just so inspired to move differently and embody weirdness because <laughs> the creatures under the sea are crazy. They are wild. I love it. So expressive and dynamic and bizarre. <laughs> Deep sea yeah, magic was, is amazing. Mm-hmm. You like that lump fish. Is that what it was called? Do you remember? <laughs> was- yeah, I think I liked the lump fish and we also loved the dragon horse. Yes, the Ooh. seahorses. It was like a special, it was like a weed dragon or something. Yeah, or maybe I'm just making so that up. Cool. It was like a seahorse, <laughs> but a dragon. He looked like a little fairy. Yeah, it looks like a living little plant fairy. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. Favorite. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like so deep cool. sea creatures in particular, like the deeper down you go, the more psychedelic and alien and amazing the planet is. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess on my end, I would say that 2021 has definitely been a year of uh, like deep healing and deep inner work. It's so funny though, the first half of the year was, I would say like so aligned with winter in that like, you know, going deep in myself and shadow work and healing. And then as soon as the wheel of the year turned into the second half of the year, so like six months, everything got so much lighter. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so connected to solar energy, masculine energy, really action oriented. And I finally got to take this amazing step of becoming a director. Um, I filmed uh, a project that I wrote. So um, I made a short film and it was just really beautiful stepping into the realm of like full creatrix. Like I had a vision I wrote it. I pulled people together. um, And together we created my vision into reality. And uh, film is my greatest love. And I'm really excited to kind of start exploring that more. So can't wait to see it. Me too. (laughs) It feels like all of us have had really big things going on, like a book, a directorial debut, an international Mm. move, like. We had some big shifts. I know, serious shifts. I feel like we leveled up. I definitely feel that. And it's it's pretty uncomfortable at times. Like I've been reflecting a lot on the magic of the butterfly and of transformation. And I've been thinking a lot about how caterpillars must feel this like, well, this is me anthropomorphizing and projecting onto caterpillars, but bear with me. Um, (laughs) I feel like they must feel this like urge to make their cocoon. Like they've lived their whole life up to that point being a caterpillar and knowing what like caterpillar life is. And then they must feel this kind of urge to make this chrysalis and then they completely just dissolve into goo. And I wonder like what their cognition is in those times because there's studies that show that they they are able to remember things from their caterpillar life Mm. and as we're going through these like tremendous transitions like it can be so uncomfortable and so uncertain and we can sort of feel like wait hang on what am I doing 
And just being in that trust of like, I'm on the right path. I made this decision or all these decisions because that was my little caterpillar heart urging me towards my chrysalis. But that that's being completely dissolved into goo is not exactly the most comfortable thing in the world. Yeah, I agree. I love that perspective. And I feel as though something like throughout this whole year, as I've journeyed through, you know, some trying times and some triumphant times, something that has been very present with me is to not be disassociative about Mm. it, but rather to be as connected to the reality of the situation as possible to like be really embodied and find the I don't know, like the ecstatic through the the darkness and the light and to just kind of really make sure that my heart, my body, my mind, my spirit is present for these moments rather than being disassociative because I think that that does not serve the experience and that does not serve life. And to live is to really be connected to to whatever is present. And that can be the fear that happens when we're in the chrysalis and we turn to goo and the unknown and what happens in those transformations is the magic. It's not just, oh, I get to become a butterfly, but it's all parts of our life Mm -hmm. that really give us connection to ourselves and to this beautiful world that we get to experience. And another thing is that like, I do believe that we chose this life, you know, before we came earthbound as we were spirits floating in the cosmos, we, we signed up for this experience. And so trusting that my, myself in spirit realm is, is holding me through this, even though it might feel unknown and terrifying or too much is that, you know, this, this is meant to be, and I'm here and, it's what I do with this experience that is the true, true act of connection to something greater than myself. Mm. Yeah, I really relate to that. And particularly the piece on choosing our experience. I know that that can be like challenging for some folks, but for me, that's certainly how I view the world. Um, something that my mom says a lot is like, just because you picked the challenge doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging. Absolutely. <laughs> and like that we, she also says, she's very wise. She also says that we should never let the pain of the lesson obscure the message, you know, obscure what we have to learn within it. And I've been working a lot with the energies of pleasure and joy and trying to figure out the difference between those two for me. Because I think we can find tremendous pleasure in things that are really uncomfortable, right? Like feeling really stuck or feeling really in pain or in grief. There can be within that so much pleasure. If like you're saying, Tosca, we can stay really present to it and Mm. not start ascribing moral value to something that like, I don't believe emotions have any inherent moral value and that our social and cultural conditioning causes us to ascribe them to it. So we feel like, oh, I'm anxious right now, right? I'm feeling a bit anxious. And then we think, oh, that's bad because anxiety is bad. But why is it bad? It's just excess energy, a bit more energy than you need on that feeling. So, okay, well, can we use our sex magic abilities to direct that excess energy somewhere else, somewhere productive and also like be in it of like, wow, this is a lot of energy that I'm not looking for right now. 
And like that beautiful quote of anxiety is just excitement without breath, you know, and when Mm -hmm. we're present, we're with our breath and we're dropping into it. So yeah, just trying to be with it and not move through it is such powerful medicine. Mm. Yeah. I find that we place so many judgments on our emotional experience and emotions, which are connected to the realm of water, to the element of water, they are fluid. Mm -hmm. And rather than resisting, you know, like when you try to stop water, (laughs) it really doesn't listen. It will just flow no matter what, whether you resist or not. So rather than living in resistance, but to surrender to the flow, to release into that alchemy of the emotions transforming from sadness to anger to grief and to find pleasure in that. And I love what you said about bringing in breath, which so many cultures believe is the answer, which is spirit. So I really feel that that's powerful as witches. And I think, you know, the definition of magic we always come back to is the ability to shift consciousness at will. So being present in those emotions we shift our consciousness to, wow, this heartbreak feels like I can't move. What if we surrender into that heartbreak and feel it, like really let it be embodied. We can scream, cry, whatever, but we shift our consciousness into a state of, I'm so alive. I get to experience this. And they do say, going back to like heaven, spirit realm, cosmos, that the spirits, the angels, they look down at humans and they're jealous of humans because they get to feel. That's something the gods don't have, that the angels don't get to have is is to feel in an embodied earth way. I was just going to say true that, but (laughs) (laughs) you all are both so eloquent. I'm just over here like, amen. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Totally valid response. Uh, So, I mean, this episode, we are just focusing on catching up, digging deep, connecting with each other. Something that I did want to bring up this episode to let our listeners know is that this will be our last season, Mm. that season six will be the final season of the Sex Magic podcast. Though, of course, like all magic, we evolve, we flow. We will take on a different form, but we've given three years of our conversations, our hearts, our magic into this beautiful project. And I just feel like so full of gratitude for the journey. Me too. And I love that it's three years and that the core three of us like have remained. (laughs) It's like such a, I'm so into like numbers and I love that it's a six. It's like mm. the sixth magic podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and also nine is the number of completions. So mm. if you add three plus six, that's nine. <laughs> it's super exciting. I'm excited to see like how all will be, but I'm just so grateful for to have sort of built and cultivated and manifested this experience with the two of you. It's been so wonderful, such a journey. 
It really has been a journey. I can't believe, I mean, do most podcasts do two seasons in a year? I don't know. I feel like I'm slow and I would just do one a year, but I feel like we've been grinding them out. So hopefully people have been enjoying them. And we've all like evolved so much. Like just, I mean, we were talking in the beginning of this episode of like how different (laughs) since our last episode we aired our lives are, but like, wow, how different are our lives since our first ever episode? I'm just like shaking my head right now thinking about (laughs) that young woman I used to be. I'm still a young woman. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) oh, oh, if I could just go back to her when she was Mm. like, I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) What would you tell her? I mean, hey, that's an interesting question. Maybe we should save it for our Mm. final episode of the season. But yeah, definitely. Let's save the reminiscing for the final, final, final (laughs) episode. Um, no, I did three, get it. Um, (laughs) but I think like, yeah, I just wanted to let our listeners know that this will be the last season, but also it's an encouragement for you to connect with us in the other ways that we are showing up. And one of those ways is through the courses we've started to offer since last year, the summit that we offered this past summer. And of course we'll be in the future. Stay tuned. But we also have our Patreon community and we can talk about this a little more at the end of this episode. But um, if you haven't supported us in that realm yet, that's going to be a way you can connect with us long after the podcast exists. So just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, we've, like the caterpillar, we have outgrown the cocoon of this Mm. format. And for me, I feel like I really, I love doing it. And I like want to connect with folks like on a more interactive level um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to magic specifically. So I'm really excited to deepen our community in different ways. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's something that you just brought up has inspired is something that I've been thinking about a lot is Um, You know, one of the greatest intentions of starting this podcast was to have conversations about topics and themes that were not available to people or not as accessible. But I think there also is medicine in keeping certain spiritual practices sacred behind Mm -hmm. closed doors. And it's not exclusivity. It's more this is something that's available to those who are ready to show up in Mm -hmm. a more sacred, reverent way. Um, And so that's, that's something um, I've been exploring. And as it relates to my spiritual sex magic practice is not always sharing the full spectrum of the spiritual work I'm doing and to keep some of that just for myself rather than sharing a bunch of rituals and spells and ideas, but also just, you know, like this might be just for me. This spell might just be a secret I keep with myself and the earth and goddess or whoever is involved in that, that magic. (laughs) Yeah. I really relate to that. Like it's tough, like being in some ways it's tough, like being quite public with your life and with your magical practice, particularly with magic. Like so much of it is extremely intimate, um, Mm -hmm. really, really intimate. And 
I think also like involves quite a bit of energetic exchange and it can be a lot to just be so vulnerable all the time um, and be so open to, you know, non-consensually receiving anyone's opinion on that. Um, And one of the things that I've done differently this year in my life is I launched Eros Community, which is like an online workshop community. And it's been so cool to like get that real-time feedback with people like because we do the bulk of our stuff live and really getting to know each other more individually. And uh, yeah, it feels quite vulnerable doing podcasts in comparison, which is wonderful. Uh, Just like it's not a, again, not a moral value, just like presencing the difference I feel. Mm, Yeah, there's this uh, philosophical, cultural uh, belief that has been coming up for me, which is the medium is the message. Mm. And I've been thinking about that a lot as I shift my energetic focus from, you know, putting a lot of time into the podcast into the career path of a filmmaker and the kind of like the definition of the medium is the messages, the forms and methods, the media used to communicate information have a significant impact on the messages they deliver. Mm. So thinking about like, is Instagram the medium for the message I seek to share? Is a podcast the medium that best serves what I'm bringing into this world, you know? Mm Yeah. And, and having like more consent, you know, like even in things like the, um, the Patreon of like, anyone can just stumble across the podcast and listen to it and give us their hot take on it. Um, whereas like, it's nice. Oh yeah. Like things like the Patreon where it's like, oh, these are people who all want to talk about this topic gathered together and we can share different Mm -hmm. opinions and, um, have a little bit more discussion rather than like, just hearing everyone's hot takes. Yeah, and and developing relationships as well yeah. because in, in this form, we're speaking to a collective anonymous audience in mm-hmm. a way, whereas on our Patreon and our Discord and that community that we've offered um, to all of our Patreon people, uh, we're able to develop a relationship. And I know, you know, someone's doing storm magic or I can connect with someone who is, you know, creating an art piece from tarot cards. Like it's so beautiful to have that symbiotic relationship, the ebb and flow of giving and receiving. And that's so potent when you're in the realm of magic. Yeah, magic is all about the energy and uh, it's nice for it to feel like that water energy of more in flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with social media too, there's just so many different ways you can share things. And it's like, okay, I can put it on Instagram. I can make a reel. Or should I make a TikTok? And it gets to be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. So I think, yeah, being intentional with the medium and where you're putting the message makes a lot of sense. Mm, yeah. All right. So I haven't seen you both in a minute. Actually, Katie, I saw you a few days ago, but (laughs) I would love to know a couple of things. What are you currently reading? What are you obsessing over? And Mm -hmm. what... Yeah, let's start with those two and we'll go somewhere (laughs) else after. So what are you reading right now? And um, what's an obsession you have? 
Well, in classic uh, Mars Gemini form, I'm reading a lot of books simultaneously. Uh, and I'm sitting on my bed for our listeners right now because I figured this room would have the best sound quality. Um, and the books that are currently on my nice end are Red Priestess, uh, Bodhicitta, Cultivating Compassionate Mind of Enlightenment, and Cold the Wild by Kimberly Ann Johnson, which is so good and deepening my understanding of the nervous system in an embodied, lived way. And I'm fucking loving mm. all three of those books. You're just the best right now. I just flick back and forth between the three. <laughs> okay. So I am reading, I'm reading the second book of the Thrawn trilogy, Star Wars thing. I've been reading it like mm-hmm. on and off a little bit. And then also this book called Pure Trance by Junko Mizuno. Um I'm holding it up on the video, but you all obviously can't see it, but it's kind of like an illustrated um, like manga series. Mm. That's pretty crazy. So Mm. fun. (laughs) Is it in like a fantasy setting? Kind of, sort of. It's, um, I think it's on Earth, but they essentially live like underground because Mm. I think there was just Mm. like biological stuff happening above ground and Um, They eat these like capsule pills that are like food because there's like no animals or vegetables. So it's kind of, it's kind of dark. Oh, apocalyptic. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same reading a lot of books right now. (laughs) I'm just finishing Anastasia, which is a really interesting real story of about this woman who lives in the taiga forest in Siberia, completely independent from culture, from living in a home. Like she lives like naked in the forest, hunts her own food, like just full on independent from society. But she's also deeply magical and spiritual. And this guy like comes and like he speaks with her and she shares her wisdom. And this book is like one of 12, I think. It's really quite wild. Um, Look this up. I'm also reading The Thorn Necklace by Francesca Leah Block, who, um, Secret Secret, will be a guest this season, uh, which is Healing Through Writing. And I'm also reading Trick Mirror, which is Reflections on Self-Delusion, which is a series of essays. It's really fascinating if you're interested in conversations about kind of like culture and media and um, all that stuff. Sounds really good. Oh, you know, I'm thinking I forgot one, which is the the fiction book that I'm reading at the moment. I like to try to cycle in fiction because I tend to read too much Mm. like work related books, Mm. Um, which is House of the Spirits. I think I've heard of that. It's good. It's very interesting. Yeah. I like to also cycle in like poetry Mm -hmm. in the evenings. If I read poetry out loud, I feel incredibly luxurious. Mm, I love that. What's everyone's favorite book? Like, do you have an all-time favorite book? Yes. <laughs> Quick answer. Um, I love I love the writing of Aeneas Nin. So mm. Henry and June, but also, oh gosh, uh, Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman forever. I could read that on repeat. I love, love Leaves of Grass. Mm. Yeah, I don't have an all-time favorite book. I'm I'm trying to read a lot more is basically what I'm <laughs> saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. You haven't found your soulmate book yet. Hey. 
Not yet. They're coming. (laughs) (laughs) My all-time favorite book is definitely uh, Just Kids by Patti Smith. Always and forever. Great choice. Great choice. I love Always and forever. Okay, Uh, what was the other question? You had two and I forgot. What are your obsessions? What are you obsessing over right now? Um, I'm really obsessed with this uh, raw cacao that I Mm. ordered from this amazing company. Uh, It's called Selena Health. And they have like, I've just been doing this deep dive on ethically harvested um, cacao. And I bought, I I think it's a pound or it's a kilo or a pound. It's a lot. It's like this huge, (laughs) it's called paste, but it's like very, Mm. very solid. Like you could slam it on a piece of wood. Um, And you like shave off a little bit of it with a knife. And there's this whole ceremonial process. And I'm just loving that practice um talk about pleasure (laughs) super pleasurable and it's a real heart opening like tending drink um very meditative so i've been obsessed with that and obsessed with how many eggs the chickens get to lay each day this is like my main (laughs) breaking news story of every day i've unplugged temporarily at least from the news to just like ground and center my nervous system and uh, my news updates are just like, what's going on with the chickens lately? <laughs> well, what was the the news of the day? Like, yeah. how many did they lay today? I haven't gone out yet today because it's only eight in the morning. But um, yesterday I went and I hadn't gone for two days, which is wild to me. I normally go at least once or twice a day. Um, and we were at 16 <gasps> eggs. Um, and so that's over two days. So we're going to call it eight and eight. And since mm. I've been here, the all-time high is nine. Um, I'm not oh. sure what the all-time high is overall, but I'm I'm aiming for a nine day. So I'll take eight and eight. So I'll update on what today's egg situation is. <laughs> what do you do with all the eggs every day? Or yeah, do they do they taste like do you eat them like really fresh or something? Mm-hmm. They're, really I don't good. they're really, really good. Um, they're really good. And like the membrane in the shell is really, really strong. Cause like happy, healthy chickens. They're mm. also chickens that my mom rescued from um, like battery farming. So like they're living their best lives, which makes me really happy. Um, Cause I don't like to support. Um, adopt, don't shop, you know, save, yeah. save these little chickens from a challenging life. So they're really happy mm. little girls. Um, and they're just so funny. Um, but yeah, it's quite a lot of eggs, but there are three of us. Um, and we also like give them to friends and family. And sometimes my mom like sells them to people in the community and she's like the egg lady and she like will drive <laughs> to their house and like drop them off and they'll put like money under a thing, like a little flower pot or they'll chat and it's super cute. But I really want to make a lemon ring pie because it seems like a good way to Ooh, stay on top of the eggs. But honestly, it doesn't get on top of you like you imagine it would, which you could with like three people. <laughs> Like we each often will eat like two eggs a day. So that's like six eggs. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I bake a lot. Um, And I've been making these really good sweet potato muffins that actually use just like six Mm -hmm. eggs for the week. So a lot of eggs over here. It's very sad. My life is so low-key. I love it. I feel like that's the dream. (laughs) It really is. I actually just used eggshells in a protection spell. Ooh, tell me more if you're comfortable sharing. Yeah, I mean, I won't go into the details of why I need the protection spell, um, but I I used eggshells uh, 
cleans them out, put them in my mortar and pestle. I added mm. rosemary and lavender. Mm. I'm going to add in some sea salt as well for some mm. grounding protection. But if you think about what the eggshell symbolically represents is that it is very protective and mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, also fertility. So you can use eggshells in a lot of different kinds of spells, but for me specifically, it just came to me and that's my favorite way to flow into magic is it just feeling inspired. So I have not used this blend yet, but I'm waiting for the full moon and I'm planning on sprinkling the um, eggshell herb blend um, around my house for Mm -hmm. a good home protection spell. That sounds lovely. Also, if you dry them out in the oven a certain way, you can grind them up and take it as like a calcium supplement. So Mm. I was just thinking like if you could also do that spell in a careful way that you could even take a little bit internally, which would be interesting. Mm, Yeah. I've also heard you could use it for plant fertilizer. Because of calcium, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine so. This is very like sustainable witchcraft. Use all, all parts. about it. <laughs> <laughs> the most yeah, sustainable, so, the better. Um, okay, obsessions, obsessions. What are we obsessing over, Shady? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm trying to ask myself the same thing. I feel like I've just come out of this like four or five month book writing thing and I'm like, yeah, what do I like again? Um, I would say probably my latest obsession has just been tea. I've gotten really Ooh. into drinking tea and loose leaves tea. And I love um, Tosca, your plantimacy nourish tea is my absolute favorite. I went on like a tea buying rampage like online and bought all this loose leaf tea i was super excited to try all of them and then i was like wait i love this plant see one like the best by far like any time of day with the nettles so highly yeah. recommend yeah if if anyone wants to check out plant i haven't been posting or advertising it much which is actually it serves my magic it's like whoever finds it is who is meant to find it Um, But yeah, that blend is one of my favorites forever and always. It's nettles, Tulsi, and peppermint. That sounds so good. Cooling and nourishing, grounding, heart opening. Beautiful heart opener. Mm, I love it. Like even just saying Tulsi like opens my heart. I just feel it, even not drinking it. So powerful. (laughs) You need to learn a little bit more. We have quite a good amount of stinging nettle on the property here. And my Mm. grandmother makes like a really good stinging nettle soup. So I really want to get the recipe from her and like just get into, you know. Yum. Oh my gosh. That sounds delicious. I've had a nettle quiche before that blew my mind. So you've got all those eggs. (laughs) Make a nettle quiche. (laughs) Love that. It's so funny. I was talking to my partner about this lemon meringue pie that I'm going to make. This is like a life. It's just like talking about these movies. (laughs) Um, And to me, like a lemon meringue pie is the height of luxury. Like, oh, so fancy. But we were talking about it because like it probably originated in some part because of just like eggs, you know, to me using like six to eight eggs in a recipe is like, whoa, that's like so luxurious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such an ex- exorbitant amount of eggs. But when you have chickens, it's really different. Like, and I was thinking if you just had at my old property in Los Angeles, we had a lemon tree. And if we had a lemon tree here and chickens, that's practically a free dessert. Mm-hmm. You just have to buy flour <laughs> and butter really. And I'd like to get a goat eventually. So like, I won't even oh, need dairy. Do. 
I'm just trying to get into that off-grid life, to be honest with y'all. Like, it's all about that off-grid life. Sounds delicious. I'm going to visit. Definitely. Yes. I'm, I'm manifesting like a beautiful forever home at one stage. But right now, we're just trying to find like a cute little rental nearby. I guess I'll bring up my little obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have fallen in love with scouring eBay for erotic postcards. Oh my God. Past. And oh man, I'm going to send you guys a text message of what I won yesterday, but pre-1914 erotic postcards that will be shipped from Great Britain. I'm so excited. So hot. (laughs) Yeah. So I've just been having fun um, being a collector. Um, maybe this is me shifting into winter and I'm like, you know, <laughs> about to hibernate with all of my erotic postcards, but gathering all of these beautiful, nostalgic, sensual expressions of art in their, their many forms is fun. I also collect like kinky, uh, cartoon books from the past comics and art books. So I don't know. It's just a very wonderful way for me to continue developing a relationship with my erotic spirit. It's something that, you know, has been difficult the past year, two years now. Um, And, you know, that's why we show up for this work is to stay rooted in this relationship with ourselves. And I think the realm of eroticism isn't just about our relationship to sex, of course, but that intimacy with self and what, you know, brings pleasure. And so some postcards are bringing me pleasure. (laughs) I love that so much. Are you going to put them up around your house or how? Yeah. I think my bedroom is just going to be like a sensual lair. (laughs) Have you gotten into any um, bidding wars on there? I remember that used to be a thing. I used to be much more active and I'd be like, bastard. Uh Yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty on it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to win. But I, you know, I'm betting on postcards that are like 10, $20. So, (laughs) Uh, so, wow, we're getting close to um, wrapping up this episode, but something I did want to touch upon is how is our sex magic practice? Where are we at currently in connecting to our sexuality, to our spirituality? And, you know, we don't have to dive super deep into it because we'll be exploring this a lot through the season. Um, But kind of just like, yeah, checking in with my, my babes, where yet? Hmm. I think I've been just in the process of getting back into my pleasures and joys after, you know, just doing so much writing. Um, I feel like I'm either very much like in work mode or in play mode. And maybe at some point I can blend the two together a little bit and learn to balance some. But um, yeah, I think just reconnecting to like my passions and other creative outlets that I'm not trying to turn into businesses and things like that and, you know, seeing Mm -hmm. friends again. So yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. It's so hard to not turn passions into businesses sometimes. Right? I was just talking about that with a friend. (laughs) Yeah, those Capricorns. Um, (laughs) I have like a Libra and a Capricorn stellium, so it's a lot. Um, (laughs) For me... 
well, I'm living with my mother right now. So it's pretty minimal on that front. Uh, but I've been really reconnecting with myself as a central being, like outside of sort of a more overt sexual expression. And that's been really, really nice. And the main way that that's been expressing is through nature, mm. being able to reconnect with nature. I watch the sunrise every morning, set intentions, flowing with the chickens and all the creatures. And when we arrived here, spring is starting to spring sprung. <laughs> and uh, so being in connection with like, okay, well, this plant is starting to bud and watching it bloom. And then the bloom of all of the daffodils that were popping when we arrived, they've all gone down now. And I just love being in that cyclical, sensual relationship with my environment has been mm. really, really important to me and a really big part of my practice lately. Mm. That's so beautiful. I, to like I, love, space. <laughs> I love that we now have representation of the Southern Hemisphere mm -hmm. because we can mm -hmm. connect about the different cycles and seasons in such a <laughs> complimentary way. <laughs> mm -hmm. That Libra duality, you know, bringing mm -hmm. it. Also, I can see the Milky Way at night and just like not having mm -hmm. light pollution in the evenings anymore has been amazing. From my wow. bed, I can see so many stars and I sleep oh. with the curtains open and it's so nice. Mm, that's so lovely. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a 60-day devotional. Mm. So this is my first time uh, really doing a, a very deep devotional and I'm working with Venus for mm. the first time. Can you believe it? First time with <laughs> Venus. <laughs> I've well, worked with... Welcome. Some of the dark goddesses with, you know, uh, Lilith and Persephone. I've worked with Freya, but I've never worked with Venus. And I think because I've kind of, I don't know if I've feared that, mm. like, in some way, or it's just been, oh, everyone works with Venus. I'm going to, you know, try another deity. But it's very exciting. And I'm abstaining from social media and alcohol. Mm. Uh, so those two things I removed from my sphere because I am trying to hear my inner voice. And those two things pull me away from my inner voice. So I love wine. I will absolutely resume drinking, but I also love to take a break once a year and doing it for 60 days is, is a challenge. So, and with the social media, I've, you know, been... I've been working on it and it's tricky, you know, it's maybe not perfect, but it's a practice and I'm happy to show up as a practice and not be perfect. And I think mm. that's also part of the practice is not putting pressure on yourself to be perfect. Uh, but with the devotional, I feel like it's been beautiful to connect with sex magic in a very different way. We would love to hear from you, our dear listeners, how you've been doing, what your sex magic practice is like right now. Um, please connect with us via our Instagram. I am managing that right now, a limited way, but um, you can also connect with us on Patreon and our Discord, which is our virtual community. We can talk about lunar cycle happenings. We can discuss rituals, recipes, all kinds of fun things. Um, 
but I guess also wanted to announce that we are going to be having a sale on all of our courses in celebration of launching the new season. So we have offered quite a few um, courses at this point. Our latest one with the amazing Kuan Yin. If you haven't listened to her episode from last season, highly recommend it. We talked about emotional alchemy. This new one is erotic visibility. So beautiful. Um, We also have the Sex Magic Summit you can still access, our Sex Magic Fundamentals course, and our Empaths Journey course, which Shady and I created together a long time ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many magical things. (laughs) So all of that info will be in the show notes, but I'm just really grateful for both of you and excited to do this final season. See you soon, witches. The Sex Magic Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a collective, a community, a conversation. If what we do here resonates with you, I'd like to invite you to join us on Patreon. But what even is Patreon? It's an online platform where you can directly support artists and creators. In exchange, you receive exclusive benefits. It's a direct form of energetic exchange. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, we have some incredible monthly benefits, such as live Q&As where you can ask us questions every month and tune in to get them all answered. We also have an incredible Discord community where you can connect with other people around the world and talk about things within the realm of sexuality and spirituality, along with monthly resources, rituals, tarot insight, and crystal guides to help further your spiritual path. So if you'd like to support us and show us how much you appreciate the work that we do with the Sex Magic Podcast, I invite you to check out our Patreon. We have the link down in the show notes, but you can also go on patreon.com slash sexmagicpodcast.